Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. Hi, I'm Jeff Cohn, founder of Elite Real Estate Systems, today's team coaching solution. We're excited to invite you to our 2023 Team Building Summit, powered by Elite Real Estate Systems and our industry partners. Join us in downtown Omaha, Nebraska from May 31st to June 2nd, 2023, and hear from high-level team leaders, broker owners, industry experts, and thought leaders from across the country. Learn from their business methodologies that made them dominant powerhouses. Learn more about this content-filled two-day event at theteambuildingsummit.com. See you in May. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. Very special guest today, and Mr. Andrew Vos. Am I saying your last name correct? Yeah, Vose, Vos, whatever. If I want either be- way, I don't see the little thing though. For no, Vose, you got to have the epsilon. We could just well, add it. Okay, let's add it. Well, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, really excited to get to know you and your business better. I know you're. You guys have done a lot of great business in your area, uh, mega team, lots of unit sales, but I want to start off by talking about your past. So give us a quick intro and share in your intro where you came from, where you are now and where you're going. Yeah. So grew up in New York. Um, very, um, I was an only child, so I was spoiled rotten, right? So I, I do have only child spoiled rotten syndrome. Um, it's called narcissism. Yeah. I, I mean, that sounds so bad when you say that, but I do, you know, I grew up like that. I had a incredible life, but I took very, I took advantage of it. So went to juvie for nine months, came back. And then I was like a new person. Not really. I was just smarter. And I, when I turned 18, I joined the army. I did the special operation. I was in special operations for eight out of the 10 years, back to back deployments. And I just got burned out. Um, but I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. Like I built a network marketing team, several hundred, several thousand people. And it was just fun, right? I, the entrepreneurship, building teams, talking to people, learning personalities. And I was so rigid. Like I was like rough around the edges, not rigid. I was just rough, right? Like we were talking about this before this, you know, cussing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have a problem not cussing. And uh, you actually gave me something to think about. So I've been sitting here kind of thinking about like, do I impress people when I cuss? You know, like I'm like thinking about it now consciously. Let's share with the audience too what that ideation was because it's actually really good. And what a lot of our guests or our audience members might not know, a lot of times when, when I bring a guest on the show, I haven't met them personally. They've been introduced by somebody who we both know, uh, like, and trust. So we have already like this mutual relationship without ever knowing each other. So I usually spend the first 10 or 15 minutes chatting with the guests, getting to know each other, feeling a little bit more comfortable, and then we go live. So we were talking about profanity because I had said, typically I try not to have profanity, politics, religion, you know, kind of steer away from those topics. And he said, of course, coming from the military, you're going to have profanity. That's just part of his, his culture. And I said, well, I have, you know, I use profanity as well. Sometimes I try not to, but I've noticed in my own life that I use it when I'm trying to impress someone. So if I get around a group of guys and we're all trying to kind of peacock, I might throw some cuss words out there and I recognize it right away. And I'm like, why did I just do that? So yeah, um, that's um, the context of the comment. 
<laughs> and now Andrew's all stressing out about it. Like, dang it, he's right. No, no, I'm just, I'm trying to think about it. Like, trying not to cuss. Trying. You want to hear? Cuss, it, you want to know another tell? Because, dude, I watch people to see if they're trying to puff in front of me. Another tell is like you said. You mentioned lifting weights, and if you're from special ops, you all you guys are in the weight room all the time, and you're obsessed about your physical fitness because you have to be able to go a long time. So I've noticed when you're around people that lift a lot, when they're trying to impress some someone, they'll lock their arms out to like pop their uh, tricep muscle. Like they're constantly popping their tricep muscle. And I'm like, bro, you good? Like you're not doing tricep extension right now. We're just having a conversation in like normal life. So watch that dude from now on. Guys that are jacked, they'll pop their tricep muscles. Like calm down. Yeah. I mean, I actually hear like clenching my fist and I'm trying trying to show you, but I'm like too short. So, um, but yeah, so I was in the special operations. I got, um, I just got bored. I wasn't, I was my cup wasn't being filled anymore. And so I started venturing out, got into network marketing, got into some real estate investing. My real estate investing journey um, surprised me why I'm even around real estate. So I ended up like $200,000 in debt, but I, I borrowed money from the wrong places, friends, family, credit cards, right? I got sucked into one of those things. Come to our thing for free. And then yep. they string you along and they're like, hey, take it all, all these credit cards and cash mm. it. Worst possible way. Don't ever do that. But do you want to throw them under the bus? Who the company was? No, no, no. Okay. I don't even know. They're probably not around, but okay. they, uh, it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me I could be po- like $200,000 in debt and I could still work my way out of it. Like I knew like after that, I could go broke again and I could do it again and again. And I, that's what kind of gave me the confidence to keep making mistakes and trying and taking risks and doing stuff like that. Because I knew if I did it that time, I ain't never getting back that far, but I can do it again, right? Um, so then I moved. I got a contracting job. I'd only been out to Colorado one time for a conference. Took a contracting job out there for the government, working for the military or the army, and then um, got into real estate. And my buddy kept bringing. He's just you'd make a great realtor. You'd make a great realtor. And my vision of realtors was we have to have a clean car all the time. We're gonna like. <laughs> put them in our passenger seat. We're going to feed them hot dogs and we're going to drive around and open doors for them basically. And it just didn't sound, doesn't sound exciting to me. But even to this day, when I say that, it doesn't sound exciting to me, but knowing what I know now, that's not what we do. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, so he actually got rid of his Remaxes and he joined a virtual brokerage. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, I really intrigued by the model um, because him and I have a network marketing background. I was like, cool, that's cool. If I ever get into real estate, I'll, I'll come join you, I promise. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I got bored of the government job again, right? They just paid me more to do the same stuff. And I just, yep. cup wasn't filled. So got into real estate, started selling some homes and yeah, here I am. So let's go. That's awesome. And you're currently residing where? Um, I live in Pensacola Beach, Florida. Okay. And your team is in Pensacola? No, we have eight agents in Pensacola, three agents in Sarasota, Tampa area, and then our majority of our teams in Colorado. So from Denver to Pueblo, Pueblo we cover, and then we cover like all of 98, um, which is the panhandle, and then Tampa and Sarasota, excuse me. Okay. And then what brokerage are you guys all hanging your licenses at? Uh, LPT. Okay. And is that, I've never heard of LPT. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I was just trying to keep it. Um, not that it's a secret. I, you know, I, I like to attract people by me, not the company. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I like the value proposition to be us. And then the company's like a cherry on top. It's like, boom, 
you know, but, um, yeah, so I was with EXP before and it was a great company. I, uh, I was very fortunate cause I hear a lot of horror stories that they don't, they don't get that one-on-one mentorship with that virtual brokerage. I was just very fortunate. My mentor, I got assigned from corporate was like, became my buddy, right? He was still selling, but here's the thing about mentorship with people that are actively selling. They ain't calling you to mentor you. You need to call them, right? Like so I was like, Hey, I need help. Right. I, I need help. I need help. And he, he's like, all right, I got you. Cause he was actively selling. So I was very fortunate. And so from, we switched over from EXP to LPT December 1st. And the reason behind that was, um, I love EXP. They were very, very good to me, even on the way out. So I don't have anything bad to say. It was just that I felt like I lost a little bit of the, the agent attraction and the stock opportunity. I don't think it's as sweet. I think they're just, they're just falling into that big box brokerage again, or now, not again, now. So it's like kind of the flair lost it. And I just, I spent four years building up my real estate career that I had no time to focus on agent attraction. So I was like, now's the time. I got more systems, more people, great people around me and support in place. So let's go. That's awesome. So how many total agents? Yeah. So we have on our team, we got uh, 30 agents uh, total, I think. Right. We just added two more. So number could be one or two off okay. uh, 30 agents spread throughout those three locations, Florida and Colorado. And then our revenue share is up to like 50 or 55. Okay. And then you also are not broker. Is that correct? Not the broker. No, just you would consider yourself a team leader and you yes, have sir. multiple teams. And what is your goal? Where are you wanting to go? Uh, it's funny that you asked me that because in October, November, we're actually going to shut down our team because a lot of, I don't know for anybody that's watching and you probably struggle with the same thing. Running a team isn't always as profitable and sexy as it is from the outside looking in, right? There's a lot of time and money and everything put into it. And there's a lot of pressure to provide leads like this. And I didn't build my business off leads. I built it off filling my pipeline with some leads, but most of my closings was from sphere of influence, referrals, stuff like that. And then leads were kind of like supplemental. But when I got, when we started the team, it was like, everybody's looking for leads. So we, I kind of fell into that leads trap. Okay. So we we're just, you know, spending money on leads, but we weren't training people properly to convert the leads. And then we and then we stopped training people on how to build their SOI. So I got in this whole like provide more leads, provide more leads, convert more, right? Versus a good balance of both. So yep. in October, November, we were actually shutting down the team and we were just going to go as like a collaboration group. Anybody that wanted to join us, provide free resources, no leads, and just come and just have fun with us. Do cool shit with cool people. That's what we were mm-hmm. saying. Part of my language. That's going to be your tagline. Yeah, that cool is show cool people. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't use I did use it to be cool because the cool is in the sentence. But yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. That's a really great story. We have a lot to unpack. So let's start with um, your ideation around lead gen and kind of right now with the shifting market. I think leads are something agents are going after, um, asking if the brokerage is going to provide them or if the team that they're on is going to provide them, and looking for new, unique ways to generate leads on their own because people got so spoiled being able to tap into their SOI. You go to one dinner party, someone needs to list their house. By the time you've filled out the listing agreement, eight of the neighbors are making offers on the house and people got really fat and it got really easy. And we've, we lost our way when it comes to actually building a business. 
Um, one of the things that we speak to at Elite Real Estate Systems, which is our coaching arm, is talking about having three different vehicles for driving leads. One is internet leads. Two is sphere of influence. Three is outbound prospecting. And in an agent's first year, typically you'll see that a majority of their deals come from internet lead gen. Internet lead gen that their team or brokerage is hopefully generating for them, but they're still being taught and told to work their SOI and work up on prospecting. Year two, it's usually a third of their deals are internet, a third up on prospecting, and a third are from their SOI. And then by the time they're in year three, it's our suggestion that they focus the majority of their time on SOI, and then a third of their time is internet leads and outbound prospecting. And so every agent's different. The time of their industry, you know, the season of their career is different. And so what they focus on changes. But I'm glad that from a thought leadership standpoint, you guys have put an emphasis on lead gen. I think that you should continue putting an emphasis on it. And then knowing that it's just a part of the overall algorithm, it's not the overall algorithm. Yeah. No, um, I like that. Um, I wish I had my notebook because um, I would have been taking notes right hey, now. Hey, we're recording. Yeah. No, it's You're great. I mean, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a lifetime learner. I always, um, I was like, man, that's really good. I was like thinking, just trying to process it. But I, I 100% agree with that. Um, I just, I also want to say that I feel like agents, yeah, they were spoiled by their SOI, but they were also spoiled that they didn't really have to have any skill like no skill at all. And it just got away from the phone calls, the flyer drops, the open houses, because you throw a sign in the yard and us agents, we should be controlling the situation, not our buyers or not letting the market control us. So we would throw like, instead of example, instead of throwing a sign in the yard on Friday and then it's gone by Saturday, well, why don't we put it as coming soon or do some broker opens or control it? Hey, we're not accepting offers. People weren't doing that. They were just accepting offers, reviewing, gone. Yeah. And then you would hear excuses that like agents would be like, oh, people don't attend open houses. Like who, where have you been? People do attend open houses. And the reason why they're not attending is because us as an ecosystem is not allowing them to attend. So they stopped going on Zillow because they saw houses going 24 hours. Yep. I think um, it was a mixture of the market because it was bananas, right? It was, it was bonkers. Like things were crazy. Um, But I'm, I'm excited to get back to, you know, the four to six open houses a week, the flyer drops, the Red X calls. We were actually doing Red X calls down downstairs. I got part of my team down here. We're actually at one of my buddies' houses right now doing it. Oh, nice. We're excited to get back to it. Yeah. Uh, Red X is OG, man. They're out of Provo, Utah. I used it's the Red X. Dot com, I'm pretty sure. And we actually used them for expired FISBO back in 2006. And that is how I generated my first listing lead ever. I've sold hundreds and hundreds of houses, if not thousands. And expired and FISBO were where it was at back in 2006, 2007. And then we all remember 08, 09, 2010, 2011, things got got worse and worse. I hope we're not on that same trajectory, but I love that you guys are doing the right things and making the calls. And people say, oh, you're just a glorified telemarketer. Yep. 80% of your time, if you're in the job of real estate, should be spent prospecting. Yep. No, I agree. I love it. So that's great. Another great company just to throw out other tech platforms. And I'm not, not sure if you guys are familiar. I'd love you to speak to it too, Andrew, if you have, is Vulcan 7. Uh, Vulcan 7 can get out there and find more contacts than what I had remembered the Red X was able to access. <clears throat> so you might have an expired or for sale by owner seller that doesn't have their information. Uh, Vulcan 7 would get the next to kin. You might find their daughter or an uncle that would be able to get you their information. And then also Mojo Cells. Uh, we use the Mojo Dialer 
And I'm not sure on the Red X, do they have a dialer integration as well? Yeah. So um, we started out with Volcom 7 and um, we didn't really care for it. And then plus we weren't using it properly. So it was a mixture that we didn't, we didn't learn it. That's why yeah. I don't think we cared for it. And so we got rid of it. And then I became an ambassador with Red X. So they they hook us up with like t-shirts, gear, cool. try new stuff and products. So pretty loyal to them. Um, but I have heard that, you know, sometimes Vulcan gets better information. Sometimes Mojo does. Sometimes Red X does. I, I'm like, okay, so it doesn't really matter about any of the information. It matters if you're even using the system. And a lot of times there people are spending so much time in, oh, which one's going to get me better FISBOs? Which mm. one's going to get me better expired? All this. Well, you spent the amount of time, two days you did that. I've already made a thousand phone calls. So yep. how about you just pick one, pick yep. a route and go with it. And do it. Right? Be consistent over a long period of time. Love it. Another thing I noticed, because you're speaking to one great lead gen uh, platform and we can bring up other ideas. I want to get into some of the other things you guys are doing on the calls that we were making. It always felt like the first person to make the call, the second that it went expired or canceled. Um, the first person in was the most likely to get a listing presentation. So everybody's always wanting to um, try to be first. How, how have you guys overcome that objection when they say you're like the 27th person, dude, that just called me about this? Yeah. So I actually don't call expireds a lot. So okay. I call it geo leads. So the RI geo farm. So what I'll do mm-hmm. is, um, and sorry, I'm not dodging the question. I'm just not the yep. guy to talk about it. So what we'll do is we'll pull like 100 to 200 homes in an area that I just sold a property in. And we just we use a lot of the Ricky Carruth uh, scripts, right? We just very soft, but we actually take it a little bit step further. And we just say, hey, I'm actually not calling to sell your house. Promise you just calling to be a resource. Love to stay in touch with you. We have these other resources for you. Not sure if you're going to remodel your floors, but we have some contractors we can recommend. Our team also offers solar. We do all these other things that are to take their mind completely off real estate um, and then just hope to just value, 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 value. Sure. And then obviously you want to get the text, verify the, um, the, the number and the email just to stay in touch. So mm-hmm. we do take the Ricky Carruth route because I, I mean, there's no doubt that dude is very good at what he does, right? Like dude beat the phones for so many years, um, built his sphere warm market, if you will. Um, so we like that route. So, but I do have some people that call REOs, expireds, FISBOs. Um, we're really focusing on the REO programs right now because just the way the market is. I mean, Chase, all of these banks are popping up with a ton of REO homes. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're just shifting with the market. Hi, I'm Jeff Cohn, host of the Team Building Podcast and founder of Elite Real Estate Systems. We've been using Dotloop for almost 10 years and taking advantage of the Dotloop for Teams and Showing Time Plus platforms. We're really excited about all of the innovative products that Dotloop's going to be rolling out. To find out more about that, go to growwithers.com and click on Tools. Um, on all of those different products you're offering, like you mentioned, the solar and I think it was landscaping or something. Uh, home uh, develop. Uh, what is it? Home improvement inside the house. Do you make margin on any of those things? Uh, they solar, yes. Use? Okay. Yeah. So solar, we do um, offer the agents thousand dollar referral if any of their clients come on. Um, obviously, I get a bigger, big, larger portion of that. The mm-hmm. home improvement is no. We we solely just want to get our vendors more business. Like if yep. we can, if I can get my roofer a hundred thousand dollars to $200,000 additionally for that year, guess what he's doing now? He's a raising raving fan for us. He's like, you know what? I know hundreds of realtors, but Andrew's the first one that came to mind. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to send his team this this listing or this solar deal or this insurance deal or this mortgage deal. So I love it, dude. That's awesome. And I love that you go in not talking the real estate piece, just talking about their piece of real estate and how you can become a resource, update the database. Now they know you like you trust you and hopefully consume whatever content it is that you send to them. Do you ask at the end of the call, have you or anyone you know of considered putting your house on the market? Um, once in a while, it depends on how that that phone call goes, right? Like if they're being very, very short with me, then I'm, I, I will, I, I always say treat every conversation like a first date when you're on the phone, like what should a guy be doing? A guy should be getting to know that woman, mm-hmm. what everything about them first date, your clients, right? Like that, yeah. that's the best way. And a lot of people I know nowadays, they suck at dating. So this may be a foreign concept, but I'm sure there's YouTube videos you can go watch. What do I do on a first date? Yeah, right? I love like, it. Yeah. But uh, so I just, I just date them and I'm like, all right, cool. Just give me information. Give me information, learn all about you. And if the opportunity presents itself, but if they're being short with me, I'm just gonna, I'm not just going to drag it out. I'm yeah. on to the next, I'm going to get their information. I'm going to provide any value that I can or resource that they ask for and then move on. What do you do if they don't answer? What a voicemail. Do you guys do voicemail drops? Uh, we don't do voicemail drops. Um, well, I can't say we, um, I don't teach voicemail drops. Um, I know I was just in our Red X system and I know some of our agents have voicemails recorded and that's fine, but I, I don't, I actually leave a personalized message, um, that way, because I hate when I get those messages and it, it starts out with a click. Mm. I'm like, click, blah, so you blah, leave blah. a voicemail. You just do it yourself really quick instead of letting the technology yep. drop it. Cause then you don't feel like it's as personal. One of the things we've done to overcome that, what we've trained our agents on is to, when you are calling, like you said, a geo-targeted location, just the simple fact that you're referencing that specific geo-targeted re- location makes them think that it is custom just for them. So if you say ABC okay. subdivision, hey, I'm calling everyone in ABC subdivision. Hope you're having a great day. You don't say their first name, obviously, but they still think, oh, this was just for me because it's my subdivision with the, you know, versus just blanket. It's the same exact voice recording for everyone. Oh, I love that. That's good. Um, so you just record a new uh, voicemail every time. Yeah, every geotagged location. So that it. at least takes care of 200. The other thing, yeah. like we use uh, Mojo Dialer for this. And in Mojo, it's making three calls at the same time. So if some if a voicemail picks up, you say drop voicemail, it then occupies one of your three lines as it's leaving that voicemail. If a second line picks up and it's another voicemail, it's dropping two voicemails while you're still talking on the third line. So you're not waiting for that voicemail to obviously drop for you, which is pretty nice. And we do the same strategy when you take a new listing, we'll do the voicemail drop. So it'd be, hey, it's Jeff Cohn calling ABC, everyone in ABC subdivision, let you know about the new house. You might've noticed at one, two, three Main Street, uh, we're gonna have an open house there next Saturday from two to three. We're gonna be giving away $25 gift cards. If you're one of the first people in, you'll get a chance to win, blah, 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 blah. If you or anyone you know of is thinking about selling their house, please reach out. You know, you could, and then whatever your value prop is. And now they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's down the street. I saw that house. I now know what it's worth. I know where to go look at it online. And you create all this value in a quick little pre-recorded voicemail. That's amazing. I mean, for everybody that's listening or watching this, those are a ton of nuggets. I'm definitely going to go back and use some of those. So no, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Yeah, dude, totally. Try like that. So let's talk about some of the other stuff. Cause I think, um, I usually don't get into weeds on selling and like, I think it's a big deal as a team leader, though, that we give that value. And I loved your authenticity about talking about like, dude, do I just kill the team? Because a lot of people, when you get under the hood, they're not making money off their team. They have a team for ego. So they have the team so they can go on stages and receive awards for gross revenue and total unit sales. Nobody's given awards for net revenue. Who cares that you were number one? Were you number one in net revenue? What's your wealth situation? More importantly, what we teach 
on the podcast and we teach in elite real estate systems is, are you the one out there doing it? Or are you teaching other people to do it and you hold them accountable to it? Because for me, I don't want to have to be the one out making cold calls or knocking doors or going to open houses. I want to teach my people how to do it at the highest level and then have them eventually teach their people and they teach their people. And yep. so it's all like we talked earlier about the different season of your career and where you're at. Yeah. So, um, so I start, we started the team as me being an operator owner, right? And, and we always struggled with getting ourselves out of the operator just to the owner side, right? And a lot of it was, I feel like we were too generous on our splits or anything like that, or um, what we were providing our value proposition versus what we were taking, right? Receive, right? Mm -hmm. So I we always struggled with the revenue part. And just till recently, we found it. And it's just because we just restructured everything. We just said, screw this. We're restructuring it. Like you're either on the boat or you're off and it's okay. We're, we're still going to love on you. Wherever you go, you can still hit us up. But we're just like the revenue part's important to us now. So we got this, we got our brand. We got <laughs> Being our profitable is important. Yeah, yeah. Like, we yeah. need to be profitable, guys. We're going to have to make some changes. Yep. So we made some changes and we made some split changes and all that. And um, we rewarded some agents that are top producers and have been with us for a long time. And the ones that needed a little bit more love and care, we just did a different thing and they had the opportunity to get up there. But we just made the hard choice and a lot, none of them left. We had nice. zero, not one person yet has left because of it. So, and we just made the change. They all knew it was coming. A lot of our top leaders I had already talked to on the side, right? Because they're my friends. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, this is coming. Give me some feedback, right? And they're all like, dude, we're good with it. Like things have cool. to change for us to grow. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it. I love so, it. Surprisingly, we didn't lose anybody, which I'm, I'm super. And losing people is fine too. If you're listening right now and you need to scrap your whole team and you start over, that's not a problem. But if you can do it and not to lose anyone, you want those people to stay in your world. Obviously, there's a direct relationship between the value you can offer someone and the amount of money you can make off of them. So the more value, the better you should be keeping more of the profit. The least amount of value, you keep the least amount of the money. So there is always that symbiotic relationship. So be sure that you're on the right end of that relationship. Yeah, just you mentioned something and me, the rewards were never a big thing. Obviously, it's good to get an award. It's good to be told how awesome you are, right? For like social media purposes, right? Law of attraction, like just yes. for recruiting right? to the team. Yep. Yeah. But it's like, for me, it was never a thing. They're like, well, why aren't you the main lister? Why are you the co-lister? It's be because I don't need the numbers. I proved to myself in the first two and a half years that I could sell houses at a high level more than people that have been in this community. I'm not from Colorado. I already proved that. Proved it to myself, not to y'all. I don't care about any of that. They're like, well, your name should really be on it. And I'm like, for what? Like, what do I need that for? Like, I care more about the dollar than I do care about a little glass trophy. Shit yeah. don't... I, yeah. yeah, I said shit. <laughs> so you're fine. <laughs> No, that's awesome, man. It always surprised me. Um, I was in Branson, Missouri, like six or seven years ago. It was like a five-hour drive from Omaha, and we, would get, we go boating on Table Rock Lake. And I saw a trailer, a giant trailer, and it had a big logo of a real estate agent in their picture, but it had a tagline that's always stuck with me, and it said, we're not number one, you are. And I was like, it'd be really cool if that team was number one and said it. I'm guessing they're not number one. But they said, we're not number one, you are. And I think that's such a great point. Why are we on stage of celebrating ourselves for helping service other clients? We should be celebrating our clients for the fact that they feed, house, and clothe us and make them the focus and not ourselves the focus in our industry. 
I like it. Um, and it, it also helps that I kind of already had that mindset um, is because in order for me to be the BDL for our mortgage branch, I had to not, my name can't be on anything anyways. So I didn't have to switch to anything. Well, it's a small switch to contract stuff. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it, it was like my my ego was already aside on that. Yes, it, it feels good to get an attaboy. I, I'm human, right? And I'm yeah. a guy and we like to be told, I mean, for me, you know, words of affirmation. I Andrew, like you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you're you. Killing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I mean, it feels good, of course. Words of every, any, for everyone wants to, everyone to notice when they are going the extra mile. Like, dude, how many people right now are in a room getting ready to go make calls on the Red X? Like just that alone, like you're doing the things that it takes to be successful and you're great. You're setting a great example and you're going the extra mile and you're, you're completely committed. So I think that's awesome. And that's a huge deal when it comes to leadership. Um, for those that are listening, if they are a little bit newer to the game and they're wanting to take the business to the next level, what are some of the best podcasts you'd recommend books that you, maybe you've read mastermind groups or events that you've been to that have helped you become the person that you are today? Yeah. So I'm, I'm part of Arate um, syndicate, which is Annie Frisella and Ed Millette, um, private group. So if you can submit an application through there and get in there, they do Ed and Andy, um, they do amazing training once a week. Um, it almost feels like you're getting like one-on-one training. Um, I'm a big Tony Robbins guy. So if you're looking for personal and professional development, a lot of people are looking for a real estate coach. And what I would say is, do you really need a real estate coach or do you need a business or a life coach or something like that? Right. Real estate, not much to it. It's just like persistent and consistent things over and over really easy tasks that people don't want to do. So the ones that do them over and over consistently, they thrive. Right. So, um, I love Tony Robbins coaching. I've read all of his books, uh, some podcasts I listen to, what do I listen? I'm, I listen to Ed Millette and Andy Frisella. And sometimes I listen to Jocko. That's why it's funny. That yeah, yeah, I made a joke earlier about it. I yeah. was joking with Andrew that Jocko's episodes could be three hours long. I'm like, yeah. our podcast episodes are like 25 minutes. You got to be able to get a workout in. Most of our listeners aren't running marathons while they're listening to our episodes. So. Yeah, well, he's he's funny. I mean, he'll do a CrossFit workout during the podcast. He'll go out and farm. He'll make breakfast. He does like you just see like quarter of his day um, in one podcast. But um, I'm listening to Four Agreements right now, which is a book. Um, the mm-hmm. Fifth Agreement. I'm going to start next. Uh, Think and Grow Rich. I'm also restarting that. That I've read that or listened to it several times. But that's like a year long. Um, project you can dissect that book and just kind of just go in on it mm-hmm. uh, and uh ever you ever go out to any events so i used to right like i used to go to events um but i kind of when i moved back from colorado to florida i her mo- my daughter's mom deployed like shortly after so i was just getting acclimated to the market the new schedule bringing her to school dad coach like i coach yep. off ball right like it makes then, it a little challenging yeah yeah and then she deployed so now i'm just like so the time i do go it's a vacation so yeah. i probably i used to go to all exp events i've been to some kw events and you know i've learned a ton i do like the events um i go to the rta events but cool, i man. go to more events i go to well, tony we- robbins too Awesome. Well, we will be hosting, we have our team building summit. So for everybody that's listening that wants to plan something for this summer, it's end of May into early June. Uh, the teambuildingsummit.com has all the information about our upcoming team building summit event, which is a full two day event 
which is not just speaking to real estate. To your point before, and I couldn't agree more, Andrew, this isn't difficult. Just be consistent over a long period. Everyone knows what they should be doing. But we talk a lot about vertically integrated companies that a lot of real estate teams and brokerages don't take advantage of, including but not limited to mortgage, title, insurance, property management, investing, and there's more and more. So we're going to have thought uh, thought leadership on all of those verticals. We're going to talk about how to launch those in your state if the, they are legal to launch in your state and how there may be a possible way for you to have a strategic partnership slash joint venture with something new that we're going to be announcing this summer. So for those that want something to travel to, that's going to be a great event. We usually get a couple hundred people. We hosted in the downtown Marriott um, location in Omaha. It's a brand new, beautiful facility. Easy flight to Omaha from most places across the U.S. Uh, the hotel is like three minutes from the airport. So we'd love to have you guys check that out, theteambuildingsummit.com. Andrew, you had mentioned before we got on that you have a new podcast you've just recently launched. Do you want to speak to that really quick? Yeah. So an agent that was with me at EXP, they're now at Remax. Um, she's really, really good at YouTube. And she's like, Andrew, you need to get on YouTube. You need to get on YouTube. And I would stress everybody needs to be on YouTube. I have two YouTube channels. She helps me monetize them. Um, that's incredible. I have like 235 subscribers, which doesn't sound like a lot, right? When you look at Facebook or Instagram, you're like, oh, that guy's got 15,000 followers, blah, blah, blah. Out of 235 subscribers, I get about one to two leads a month, like real leads, like people with the intent to relocate from wherever they're at in the country to Florida. So YouTube. So she was like, hey, we should start a, we should start a podcast. And I'm like, podcast like let's do it uh, sometimes <laughs> i just like to vent right it's like a voice it's sometimes it's good to get on there for me because we um our style is we talk about current events we talk about what we're doing in business we we bring our successful friends on and we just talk about various stuff so pretty interesting so it's success direct podcast we just started we would love some feedback and if you're successful want to be on it whatever field you're in it's not geared just towards real estate we'd love to have you on so, and I'm extending Perfect. the uh, the offer to you as well. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Uh, we definitely will include the link as well in our show notes. And for anyone that doesn't know, I want to remind the audience we do record all of our episodes, so you can go out to uh, EliteRealEstateSystems.com, click into podcast, or go to GrowWithERS.com, click on podcast, and you can watch all of these episodes. We also have them everywhere you where podcasts air. We also would like to invite everyone to go out with a five-star review on this episode and give a shout out to Andrew for taking the time out of his busy day to join us. Good luck on your calls today. Good luck on the continued growth of your team and your spread, you know, obviously across the entire country. So you're doing great things and we appreciate you spending your time with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate that. Right, right, right.